You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. So there, there's a meme that like makes my soul cry. And my entire insides recoil. And it's it's two peop two white people and their eyeballs are touching. Like they're looking into each other's eyes so close that their eyeballs are touching. Mm-hmm. And it makes my entire insides insides just recoil because one eyeballs are disgusting in my opinion. Boys. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just sent it to you. Um, and so. Oh my god. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like ah. Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. Um, I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but with me, the real host of ADD Space, the most delicious name in podcasting, Elise Bacon. Bacon! Hi! I'm here. Yeah, he's the host of Ad Space. I'm the host of ADD Space. That's right. It exists, it exists simultaneously <laughs> in time. So, right. So if you ask me which one it is, it's both and neither. Um, here's one. Do you remember Metal Gear Solid two that is the one without the ass but where he's crawling across the floor like a crab um he is no he didn't he didn't get the <laughs> he didn't get the donks <laughs> until the fourth one i was right. around he's smuggling cantaloupes right. he's doing this the cantaloupe smuggler in the fourth one but that's neither looks, here nor there it looks like it looks like he's dancing but he's actually crawling right does this oof 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 spider crawl there is a uh character in metal gear solid one i think Ocelot got you know Li- Ocelot got his arm cut off and I think it got grafted onto the cat no Liquid Snake got his arm grafted onto Ocelot because Ocelot got his arm cut off but he was apparently um a, a, um taken over possessed by the spirit of Liquid Snake randomly so he was both two characters because the arm of one character is grafted on it's like that so there are two there every so often ADD space will flinch out and then wake up and be ad space and then if you bonk it on the head, it'll become ADD space. And it's a multiverse. Out, I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. It's a multiverse. <laughs> I was not disappointed. No, there is a multiverse. <laughs> you remember that one time where his arm got cut off and I got grafted onto another character and they became two characters at the same time? It's like that. It is like that. Okay. <laughs> I, it don't, is. I, mean, I don't even know what to say about that. I don't right. even know what to say afterwards. How what do I do? You? Who am I? Why am I here? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am officially 34. We missed my birthday, but I'm a Leo, so we didn't miss my birthday. Send me birthday presents! <laughs> <laughs> wait, your birthday... Wait, no, no, no. It's Virgo scene, isn't it? Uh, no. It is still my birthday. Wait. I mean, I don't. I don't keep track of this. Um, that's fine it doesn't matter it's still my birthday that's all you need to remember fair enough i mean other people might have their own birthdays it's fine i know uh virgo season is not wait yes it is wait virgo season is now homie is next month september next week is september what's next week september are you sure that sounds like it's a month away oh 
pandemic, everybody. <laughs> Time is not real, which means it's still my birthday. <laughs> it's both Virgo season and your birthday. Correct. It, it, it my is. father would be proud. Right. It is every day is another day, but still your birthday. It's still my birthday. Well, I didn't get to celebrate my birthday, so it's extended until it's celebrated. What are we going to do about that? Because the receipts on, like, celebrating birthdays is, like, several miles long. There are so many uh, people that have not gotten an opportunity, especially millions upon millions of Leos who never got a chance to celebrate their birthday. And it's critical that Leos celebrate their birthdays or they might die. Correct. So, really... Everybody else is fine except for Leos. So you have to make sure that your Leos had a birthday. And if they didn't have a birthday, well, you need to make sure they have a birthday. Yeah. It's a matter of life or death. Right. And we can't handle pandemic, uh, political crisis, fires, random floods, protests, and Leos not having their birthday. One of these is easily solved, so make sure Leos get their birthday. I mean... Which means my birthday. It's my birthday. Happy birthday, Bacon. Thank you! What day is your, what, what day is your birthday officially so the viewers can note it on their map as every day going forward to the end of time? July 28th. Every single day is today's date. And also... I, I was about to say, today is... August 25th slash slash July 28th 2020. It's my birthday. Yes. So happy birthday, Bacon. Um, um, Nintendo gave me a birthday present. What did they give? Well, actually, um, I found out that I had Nintendo coins, which I forget are a thing. So, like, if you have a Switch or whatever the thing is every time you buy a game or pre-order a game or whatever you get coins right but they're so such a small amount of coins that you're just like ah this will never amount to anything i actually apparently had like 20 dollars of them so i bought a game (laughs) for free hey happy birthday bacon from nintendo what game did you get i got super crush ko oh shoot you stream that you stream that I, saw that I did stream that. I did stream the game. If um, other people want to see your stream, where do they go though? I said. I oh, if you want to see, if you want to see my stream and give me birthday tips, um, it is the Baconzilla over at Twitch. If you need URLs, it's twitch.tv backslash the Baconzilla. There's no weirdness. It's all lowercase. Delightful. It's very easy. Delightful. It is literally the easiest way you can find me. That works for me. Because everything else is weird. Um, ah, including my sleep schedule. Hey yo. Hey. hey. Right. Um, How was Super Crush KO? A Super Crush KO is both adorable. And challenging. It's also really fun. It's um, it's like it's like it's it's a cross between a platformer and a beat 'em up. Right. So, uh, and it is a side scroller. Uh, it is a two D side scroller. 
Um, so essentially, you're just, you know, hanging out in bed with your giant fat ass cat named Chubbs. Right. And all of a sudden, like this alien robot chick crash lands and is just like, I'm going to take over everything. And you're like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, like she sees your cat and the cat sees her and she's like, I want to go kitty. And she steals your cat. That son of a bitch. <laughs> right. And she goes off and you're like. I'm coming to get you, Chubbs. And so you don on your neon pink and blue jacket, your shoes, and you go out to beat up robots to go and rescue your cat. Now, the best part is the robot alien's name is Karen. Her name is Anne. Karen. And the lead's name is Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really self-aware of the fact that her name's Karen, so there's some really funny Karen jokes in there. Really? Yeah. Like, like they have like they have Karen jokes in there, but like it's one of those things where you like put the character's name as Karen, but you keep forgetting it because it sounds like a Karen joke. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny. But you're basically going through, you know, um uh Shibuya. And, you know, like I said, fighting robots to save your cat. And it gets really funny because, like, now you're also, like, like, no, you can't have the cat. That's my cat. Like, back and forth with each other. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, Anne is, like, you know, feeding Chubbs donuts and stuff. (laughs) And Chubbs is, like, Chubbs is like, I don't really care. Either way is fine. That was my, it's a total aside, but it's my favorite thing that I think indie cinema and indie games have allowed is for a massive scale battle to spring off the back of something very mundane. Like to the point where it, I, I appreciate that we got to the point where John Wick, it literally jumped off the, off the back of a dog. Um, when it would normally have not happened. And I feel like that's the indie cinema, indie game influence on modern cinema. It's just like, you can go, it's okay to start a movie because someone took your cat. Like, it's fine for a shit to go down. And then someone will be wondering, like, what happened here? And it's like, well, someone took my cat. And I go, oh, oh shit. Why are there robots everywhere? Well, you see, there's this alien chick who has, like, these, who, who has all these robots that she made. Right. And that alien chick stole my cat. She stole my cat. Um, I have to go get my cat back. Yeah. And like, so I haven't finished the actual storyline yet because I, and I, I'm getting like such queer vibes from this thing, from mm-hmm. this game. It's so hilarious. But like, I haven't actually finished the actual storyline because the levels are really challenging. Right. And on top of being challenging, um, I even had to tell my therapist about this. So the way it works out is you there's a combo meter, right? Right. Okay, so you have a combo combo meter. You have this gun, which I think you might have taken from a machine, but robot. But the, the, you have a gun, a laser gun, but the game never tells you where this laser gun came from. You also have superpowers, which the game also never explains. It doesn't have to. 
It doesn't have to. It's, I, I was sitting there going like, I was sitting there thinking like, this broad is like phasing through lasers and phasing entirely through robots and also hovering in the air while shooting. Um, it's fine. Everything's fine. Wait, she can Kamehameha blast? Right. No, this is this is all great. Um, but so there's a combo meter, and per usual in these beat 'em up kind of games, like you get ranked on your combos, and then it tally at the end of each level, it'll tally up all of your points and be like, bam, you did this, and then you can submit your score. So you can constantly rebeat your score. But there's also a thing where um, you can kind of get like a perfect kind of clear and and there's like different there's different sections that in a level you get ranked on. But you can see from before you get in the level if you have gotten a perfect clear on a section in that level. Right. And the way to do it is you can't break your combo. You have to get a perfect combo. So you can't break your combo. And the two ways you can get your co- you can break your combo are if you let your combo run out and if you get hit. Mm-hmm. So you have to go through and get an S and you don't even have to get an S rank, which I found is awesome. You just have to go through and not take a hit and not let your um combo meter die off. Okay. And then you get a perfect combo which will then show up outside of the level so i've been going through all of the levels trying to and you can get like an you can get different letter ranks on the actual level as well based on your score so i've been going through and trying to get s ranks right and um perfect combos and i told my therapist and he went what kind of crazy making is this Just start, but I, I'm I'm really close towards the end. Um, but it's also making me a better player, right? In general, just like a better gamer in general, because like there's actually the the game is really challenging, but the learning curve is not inaccessible, right? Uh, and it's also just really fun, and ev- the music is really good, and it pairs well with the rest of the game i don't know how to describe the genre i don't remember what this genre of music is called um okay like i just don't remember it all um i'll have to see if i can uh you can't it's like it's actually the soundtrack's actually available for free oh gosh i just pulled up spotify and it's super crush ko mm. well, there you go. can you hear mm-hmm. let me turn it up a little bit Turn it up some more. I could literally listen to that for hours. That's what's up. 
<laughs> and I do. Um, yeah, I don't have any idea what that genre of music is called, but it is actually one of my favorite genres. Um, I know, I know what you're talking about. Um, I have to look it up, but yes, I know what you're talking about. I've, seen, yeah, I've been yeah. to accidentally been to more than one of those concerts. Um, they're very, they're very nice. The music always sounds kind of magically to me. Right. It sounds, um, it sounds like capering is afoot all the time. Yeah. Um, and the colors, the color scheme of the game, like ranges from like pinks it, to blues to. Is the word game core? Uh. There are, yeah, there are two. Um, there is Nintendo Core, and then there is Game Core. This might be Game Core, but I'm not sure. Okay. It's like a really specific kind of like synth pop. <laughs> it's really good though. Um, and the it's actually really cute because the cover art for it is um you know the girl sitting at at her desk studying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cover art for this is really similar to that. It's definitely a it's definitely a take off of that picture. The lo-fi beats girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lo-fi beats the study to person is getting into a yeah. scuffle. That's funny. Right. It's it's a it's a it's definitely a take off of the lo-fi beats. It's very cute. But yeah, I've been playing that game a lot, and the story is really funny. And I will finish the story. I'm like right, I'm like at the end, but I'm like I need to do better on these levels. I have a question then. Um, where do where do people play it? I'm pretty sure. So I know it's on Nintendo Switch. Right. So let me let me double check to see if it's just on Nintendo Switch because I don't remember. I think it's on PC. It sounds like it's on PC and Switch. Let's see. Yep, Nintendo Switch and Microsoft Windows. Right. Okay, that works. Definitely get that game. It is really fun. <laughs> I literally like it as much as I like Streets of Rage 4. It's also making me better at Streets of Rage 4. Now that's a good thing. We need that. Um, I find I didn't realize the Streets of Rage 4 was such a... I knew it was hard, but I didn't realize how hard it was until I watched other people try to play it. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 has a point where it just gets harder than the arcade. And pretty much because you're home. So it's like, oh, well, if you don't have to pay and you're home, then how about we go... How about we get extra hard since we're home? You're home, I'm home, we're home, we're together. Let's get harder. And I didn't realize that was such a thing for everybody. So anything that helps people play Streets of Rage 4. the, The train, the cop, like the train with the cops... That's like really the turning point. Well, there's no food on that one until you get to the boss fight at the end, and then they have like super cop bitch with like the commissioner both fighting at the same time. Yes, and that's the yeah. That is the that is the um that is the middle of the game, which always makes yeah, me laugh. That's the too. turning point. Yes, that's the turning point in the game. Yes, and um, yeah. It was very unexpected. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, the Streets of Rage Four is um 
to to maximize it, you have to treat it like a fighting game, full stop, and that is um, unexpected. Um, but you got it, and all you listeners, you got it. Play Streets of Rage Four. Uh, play Super Crush KO also. Please play Super Crush KO. It's really fun. Save the kitty. Oh, it has a zero out of ten for fishing. There's no fishing. Uh, in Super Crush KO. Yeah, there's no fishing. There's no fishies. However, it gets a 278 out of 10 for cats. <laughs> I'm also curious to see. At some point, we're going to have to spoil the story for everybody because um, I want to. I kind of want to figure out. I want to see what happens to the cat. I want to know what happens with the cat, too. I want to know how. I want to know who gets custody of the cat and how. Right. Because if they're, they're, I mean, they're solving their problems through violence, but I feel like the problem will be resolved through hijinks. Right. Well, it's kind of funny because the boss fights, she just sends you a, like, and just sends, like, a bigger robot. And she's like, I have created a robot. And then you kill it and you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, she's like, you just killed my robot. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you kill my robot? (laughs) What are you doing? And then, she, and then the next spot, she's like, it is Super Robot version 2.0. And I'm just and like, Karen's like, what? <laughs> and like by the third one, she's like, you're really good at these robots. And Anne's just like, thank you. <laughs> They're really. And then she's like, but give me my cat. No, you cannot have the cat. The cat belongs to me. It's really, they're ridiculous. It's really funny. I'm here for it. Um, yeah. I, one thing I would, I wonder if there is a, such a story where the villain of a story, like a movie starts from the perspective of the villain who does some like low down shit to someone he didn't, they didn't know had superpowers to begin with. So like they took someone's cat and now they're under siege. Like there is straight up like Captain Marvel bearing down on their spaceship. But essentially they didn't think that this teenage person had superpowers to begin with. And they're like, oh shit. We gotta get out of here. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? fuck? What happened? I was like, I just stole this girl's cat. I was like, that I, I girl. Kinda, I, I kind of want it told from like the perspective, like a horror story, but right. also ironic. Yes. Yeah. You're like all of a sudden you just hear the dun, 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 right. at the top of the thing, and you just hear like the super fast running as like you know they're super running over the top, and they're just like, oh my god. Yes. But oh, that made my life happy. Um, though I have been reading a lot of webtoons that all start with the premise of the fact that the main character is actually a villainous, and they have to, or they took over the body of a villainous, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> or they're reincarnated villainous, and they're like, "I fucked up everything this time around. I'm not gonna fuck up everything." Or they're like, "I'm going to live better." Hmm. And I would give you names, but I have like thirty of them. Well, I mean, that's 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 a um that's a Twitter thread, and also we have to shout out um mega fan Jared Page who would also keep up with all thirty of them if you started this conversation. So oh no, he's probably re- like I I've I have been talking with him and another person in my Final Fantasy fourteen server about beware of the villainous, which is 
really funny. <laughs> that one is just so over the top. Like, I don't even. So basically, like, you know, this person in real life dies and ends up taking over the body of a character from a novel that she was reading right. of a villain who's who's a villainess. But she's just like, first off, no, I'm not going to die. I'm going to do things differently. And, you know, she does things like, you know, she she's also finding out what she's good at, what she's not good at. Like, she figures out that she's like, even though she has no magic or anything, she's just an ungodly strong fencer. Right. She's just like, who knew I'd be so good at fencing? <laughs> hey. <laughs> right. Exactly. She's just like, okay. And so the, but the, the heroine is surrounded by just trash men. So in a lot of, there's a, like a lot of like romance novels where like, you know, you have the heroine, but all the guys are trash, but it's still supposed to be a romance novel, but all the guys are still trash. Right. Like they don't ever get untrashed at all. They just like hook up with the thing and apparently there's like also in the way this novel works out is that there's different like endings to it so you could read all of the different endings like so if you if she takes this route she's with this person and here's how their relationship would unfold hmm. and so the one decent person who but now what she's decided to do is she's decided to help the heroine keep all of these trash people away from her because they're all trash right so basically like um you know her fiance is crown prince well the crown prince is a philandering asshole right all he does is like sleep with other women and then he won't leave her alone (laughs) (laughs) and she's just like and the heroine is like super nice super sweet and she's just like go but she can't because of her position and so here comes uh you know the villainess and she's just like i will protect you from him (laughs) and at first she wasn't gonna protect him from it but she meets her she's just like oh yuri is so cute i have to protect her (laughs) and so she's just like like destroying all these trash men while being also completely oblivious to the fact that like one of the characters who's not trash is absolutely in love with her Mm. and he also thinks that melissa and yuri might be interested so like him and yuri are constantly like having fights with each other and melissa's just like why don't you two like each other She's super dense about this. It is hysterical and bizarre. It's so weird. (laughs) It's so weird. It is so weird, but it is so funny. I love those stories more now during the pandemic than a little bit. (laughs) I do. I won't lie to you. I like those stories more now than I ever did. Like the goofier the story, the better the story right now. I don't know what happened. But I don't mind what happened, but it did happen. And I just like only want the goofiest shit for myself now. So I am with this. What's the name of this? 
Beware of the villainous. Beware of the villainous is a webtoon. Where the hell do you get webtoons from? The internet. Is it just, um, you just rub, so your face, rub your phone on your modem? I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't know if this is officially licensed. So um, there's a lot of like manga or web comics that um, if they're not officially licensed, what will happen is that some people will translate them and then post them up for free. Right. And then when um, they get licensed, oftentimes uh, it gets dropped. So you can usually check manga decks. But I have no idea if this one's been officially licensed or not. If it has been officially licensed and you find it's been officially licensed, please pay for it because it's amazing. Um, also, I've been reading another one that's really cute, but this one doesn't have a villainous or reincarnation, which is like weird considering that's like, again, 30 to 40 of the ones I've been reading. Okay. But it's called... Um, Bring the love. It is so adorable. I just die. I just die. It's um it's it it takes place in Germany. And um I I think it's you know fantasy version of like during the time like right before or or during World War One. Right. Or even before? No, I think it's got to be before that. That doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But um, um, it's so cute because there's like, at this time, women aren't allowed to be heads of their households, right. but women were also allowed to be soldiers. And so, like, the main character Leah used to be a like she was a knight. She was actually she was this like. She's actually, like, a really well-known, one of the best, like, Valkyries that has ever existed. Right. <laughs> like, she is terrifying. But then um, her, I hear of her mother, one of her parents had died, and she had, and she, so she came home to take care of her other parent, but, like, on the way there, her other parent died. So when she arrived home, it was empty. Jesus Christ. And so she decided to take over, like, you know, drop the sword, drop the armor, and, you know, run the household. And her, her brother, because it's her, it's her, her sister, and her brother, her brother decided to just, like, run off. He's out. He, like, he just said, like, he's going to go explore whatever, whatever. Like, they don't know where he is, but they're trying to find him. So she, but she can't hold the house. She can't be ahead of the household. So what she's doing is so they can keep their household is she's acting as a temporary head until her brother returns. Then. Or until she gets married. That sounds and like then she, And then she can act as the head or her husband can act as the head. That sounds like complete hijinks like it just sounds like hijinks well that is how they're trying to manage a situation right and um there is another like you know kind of war hero um although he's like he's super tall and he's just like half of his body is scarred because um when he was a kid a maid threw hydrochloric acid on him 
A maid? Yeah, they were a spy. Oh, it wasn't a maid. It was terrorists. Understood. Yeah, no, it was it was an attack to bring down their family because he was going to originally be the head of the family. Oh, no. So they threw hydrochloric acid on him and, like, it literally burned half of his, like, so, but, it, and, like, the burns still caused him pain and trauma mm. because, like, his skin is, like, all fucked up. But he is, he is a jelly bean. <laughs> <laughs> Every, of course, everybody is scared of him because, like, he doesn't smile. He doesn't do anything. His face is scarred. He also is, like, like he's also known for just being brutal in war and all of this killing because he was basically taught how to, when he was taught how to fight, he was taught how, how to fight in a way that was just kill as quickly and efficiently as possible. Right. Not in any sort of eti- etiquette kind of way. And so people are just like, oh, my God, they're terrified of him rightfully so right and he's like oh of course he's like giant and he's just like he's actually a jelly bean um but he doesn't even know he's a jelly bean um he's also just very straightforward and says things and like yes and no's and um like no nonsense very like firm kind of stuff it's pretty funny and then his brother who actually is the head of the household his brother is gay and it's so adorable. No, his like, and they did it. They did it really well. His his brother is awesome. His brother's a sweetheart, and it's not like done in sort of like a terrible, like badly done caricature of gayness. It's actually really well done. But of course, n- nobody outside of his, his outside of his. Uh, you know, scary brother actually like, and you know, people in the household know that he's like in a long-term relationship with a man. <laughs> so you have like a head of a family with no actual heir. <laughs> and then you have, and so they're just trying to, you know, Leah's actually the one who proposes to him and he's like, excuse me. And he also, apparently they also used to be friends when they were children, but Leah doesn't know who he is, oh. but he knows who she is. I'm here for all this now. It's so it's you know it's so cute. It is so so it is so cute that I I messaged the the um, translator via Discord and I went. I just welcome back from vacation. You just released. I just finished reading the last few chapters and I am dying. Can I please have this server, the Discord server? <laughs> <laughs> and he was laughing really hard. Okay. No, it is so cute. It is so cute. Oh, here for it. <laughs> and people scoop this up in the same amorphous way. They rub their cell phones against their uh, modem, and they will have all the webtoons discussed on this program immediately on their phones to watch. Right. Okay. Remember that. I'll try to. I'll. You know what? I'm going to send you. I'm gonna find beware of the villainous for you. Well, it's just, I mean, find me where the villain is for everyone. Um, actually, no, I, no, I, I can't do it for everyone because, again, I don't know if it's licensed or not. Hmm. And if it's licensed, it could cause legal issues. Yeah. But, but, I, but, use your internet searching by, skills. Well, I use your internet, use your internet, folks. Use your internet searching skills. You guess. And find Beware the Villainous 
and read beware of the villainous because it is so good and you all really need to do it i mean i actually am curious about this um if you are listening if you're one of our 17.5 million listeners I want to know what stories have you been taking in since the pandemic? Because I think what we're willing to accept and what we do enjoy in terms of narrative changed a bit. And I think it can't just be me because I, I find myself enjoying more anime and more JRPGs than a little bit. Um, and it can't just be me. Um, I want to know how your story how the stories you take in have changed since y'all been home hopefully home or at least out minimally because i've been cutting through some of these jrpgs and i kind of dig it i mean they're total nonsense Um, absolutely that's why i love jrpgs um yeah i i I don't want i don't want real life um, I think I've gotten, I've gotten some really, really, jo- real joy out of real life. Um, but now as a result, I'm perfectly fine with just utter nonsense. Like I'm back. I, I, I was, um, I was doing this thing where I was slowly playing through all the Final Fantasies at the same time, or at least all the Final Fantasies available on Xbox. It's seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, two. Uh, 12 and 13, 1, 2, and 3. So I was dabbling until 1 stuck and 13 stuck. And my God, it is such a strange, strange, strange game that I'm heavily invested in. I don't even understand where the, I don't know. Un- how do we even, how do you frame Final Fantasy 13? You... I- is an interactive movie um if you might recall it's about the i i realize this now that final fantasy 13 got such a bad rap that i feel like it might be strange like if if hmm. i have an issue it almost, I have an issue with now that I now that I have all these games kind of sitting here at the same time. I kind of have an issue with the way games are reviewed. I've always had it, but to have all the games sitting here at the same time, it's just to really understand just how disingenuous. Like before we had YouTube and before we had Twitch, to understand just how disingenuous game reviewers were. Um, you really have to really take games all in at the same time and to understand that games now which are fine, um, were always poorly reviewed in this kind of malicious, toxic way that now that you have all the games at the same time, and I, I don't know if it's a thing for everybody else, but just this, this, and me having an Xbox and having all, these, having all these games from all these different generations, I'm like, these games are, very few games are bad, but good God, to hear people tell it, you would think something like Final Fantasy Thirteen is just the worst game ever made, and it's just strange. It's just a strange genre piece starring not a dude, which means that it is going to get lambasted. Which means it's going to get it is so weird. It is such a strange game, but like, whenever a game is strange, and a game is not starring a dude, 
then it gets raked, it gets dragged, dragged all through the mud. For just being a genre piece, there's actually nothing really wrong with Final Fantasy Thirteen. It is designed as um, Timmy's first RPG. RPG. It is designed from the ground up. <laughs> it really is. It's so much. Little Timmy, play your. Let's play an RPG. You like RPGs? Yeah. Well, yeah. I got the game I've, for you. Haven't you always wanted to play an RPG? Yeah. Right. That's literally. So, literally how this game is right and it's just it's just such a it's so distant it's just so interesting to see how much before when we really leaned on games journalists to tell us what they thought of games to guide our purchasing hand before we had access to all of our own purchasing tool our decision making tool they were so malicious <laughs> and they ignored history and they ignored context and it's just to look back, and I'm bitchy. If you're listening to this, you might be like, "Man, I hate Final Fantasy 13." Try it again. No. And understand, right? <laughs> but that's the thing, and understand that there is a difference between a truly terrible game and just a strange game that isn't pointed at you. And for that, like I always say, whenever I whenever I play a game, I always want to make sure that I always ask myself, "Is it doing what it intended to do?" Like. Um, I think during the peak of the Mountain Dew and Doritos Call of Duty, when they would have like the Eminem playing during the commercials and they were just like, get cranked, you know, and everything was in pastel. That was like this weird mishmash of like military imagery, but pastel colors and like and bro fisting. I understood that there's nothing wrong with those games. It's just me as a burgeoning old black man. They were not for me. And that's perfectly fine. And I feel like we're not there. I feel like there's so much of that that doesn't happen that we're losing out on games. And the amount of games I think of and I look back on that I didn't buy that I bought now because there was some negative critical reception. And when you think about it, all the games taken as a whole are going through levels of game development and the growth of development teams but develop, but reviewers are like, no, fuck this game forever. When there's a clear goal that you can see. Final Fantasy went one way towards Final Fantasy 12, which then I think so it's Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, and then 10. So where do you think there was a point where Final Fantasy like started shaping itself to be Final Fantasy 13, the MMO? I mean 14, the MMO. What game do you think would you be able to see? Where that that like the process began, you know what I mean? Like when a game when a game is doing a thing, when there's a genre shift, when there's Final Fantasy becomes an MMO, you can see it in the games beforehand. What game do you think do you see it in the beginning? My eyes totally glazed. You give no answer. I have no answer. Well, I would suggest Final Fantasy twelve. What was the what were you asking again? I was asking about what game what game what predecessor would have tipped off the fact that they were going to do a Final Fantasy MMO the next game or in like soon afterwards. Well, Final Fantasy eleven. Mm. 
11 was the first MMO, and the reason why 14 came out is because they were pulling down the they were uh, pulling down the servers for they they were going to be pulling down the servers for Final Fantasy 11 and calling it quits. So Final Fantasy 14 was supposed to be the end of Final Fantasy 11, but they fucked it up so bad. Mm. <laughs> um, and Final Fantasy 11 came out on the PS2. Oh yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember it requiring that um, that online adapter and that hard drive. If you remember, you had to plug in your um, 56k modem to log online, to log in, to play PlayStation 2 on the internet on your right. 56k modem. You can play Final Fantasy 11. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, but um, the whole thing, uh, it just, it royally failed. It failed so bad they got a new director for the game. (laughs) 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 And then they had to rebuild it. So um, the funny thing is, is that they still continue, like Final Fantasy XI is still continuing. Like they still release like collabs and expansions and shit. And I guess they're supposed to be like releasing it available on your on mobile so i'm waiting for that right and that's what yeah i think i think when we he when we see one thing or more so actually i think it's a problem when you see one game or one piece of art that you don't like it's one it's a thing that we've learned how to do with with episodic television and movies now like um we've now officially gone to the point where our view of a marvel movie will exist understanding the Marvel movie that came before it and the Marvel movie that will come after it. Yeah, that does not work with the Final Fantasy series. But Final it, Fantasy thirteen was very weird. Right. Even but, for Final Fantasy, like, <laughs> even by Final Fantasy standards, it was... But, but that's what... But I, I kind of get what they were doing still, though, because... Um, it was the first Final Fantasy outside of Final Fantasy XI, which, you know, they expanded the Final Fantasy XI to um, be on the Xbox 360. But this was, like, the first Final Fantasy to be, like, released on the Xbox. And so they were widening... <laughs> they were they were opening up another audience like, to a whole more another thing of people so they wanted to make a game that was accessible for first timers like first time americans i want to say right this game was really geared towards first timers of like jrpgs it's like Nothing nothing about that game makes sense if you're a fan of the series. Outside of the story. The story is extra Final Fantasy. The story could not be more extra in the Final Fantasy. It is like, it is so off the wall, bizarre, high fantasy mixed with sci-fi, religious kingdom shit. It is like peak Final Fantasy. And it's very pretty. But there's no character building. Um, my favorite part, there is a small child character named Hope who's about who's about is about twelve, maybe eleven. 
God, that child. And I love him because my favorite part was there was a part where he was like, I don't want to be involved with this adventure. And then at some point he goes and follows Lightning, the main character and super soldier, not unlike Captain America. It's not quite clear how far her powers extend. I'm still playing. And um, he then follows her around and he goes, I want to get stronger. We could do this. And she's like, all right, squirt, let's do it. And then I play and I come back and his voice has changed from one scene, from one diversion to the next. They walked, they walked so far and so long that apparently like he hit puberty in the two hours they were traveling. So the next thing he's like, all right, I'm ready. All right, Lightning, I want to get stronger. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck happened to your voice, bro? part you're talking about because I was right. there like I'm ready to get stronger. <laughs> the fuck? I I remember just being like what is happening? Right. It's like all right I'm well, I'm ready to get stronger. I can do this. It's about putting away weakness, isn't it? Let me follow you. <laughs> what? We <laughs> spent like half the game wanting to punt him. Yes. But yes, um the point is, is there is a there is a culture of punishing games for doing stuff where Final Fantasy 13 was ripped apart and it happens often for just trying something new and succeeding. If with the farther away you diverge from what is intended, you get punished in what is an objective critique of the game. Final Fantasy 13 is not perfect, but it is fine. And it's clearly they're trying to do a thing and they're doing it. But the amount of objectivity involved with the game is so low. It just reminds me of all the other games that get punished. And it's like a culture of the, it's the opinion is one of you use your opinion as punishment for being displeased with something that you expected to happen and it it's blocking our blessings at the end of the world when we need all of them <laughs> so i just hmm? yeah that was definitely that was definitely a game where i just had to put it down and be like this game is not for me i can't do this right it's so weird the tutorial didn't end until the third. There's like four discs and the tutorial didn't end until the end of the third disc. And you're like, I don't understand. I am. I am for 15 hours into that game and they have not stopped. They have not let me make my own battle team. Uh, my battle team is inexplicably two groups of uh, several groups of two people doing different stuff in different parts of the world. They're still giving me tutorials, and then they're doing this thing where they'll introduce a mechanic and then remove that character, and then you don't play as that character with the new mechanic um, for hours. So it's like, oh, here's how to summon, and you're captured, and here's another character. And I was like, no, 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 you just showed me a new ability, and they showed me the ability to create a summon, to get a summon, and then they took me away to some other characters. Oh, yeah, the summons are cars! Right. <laughs> Right, the summons are cars, but that what they did so weird. the first thing that happened was they showed me how to get a summon in a cutscene, and then I got the summon, and before I could use it, I was captured and then taken to and then taken to the viewpoint of of two people who have the opposite of just just living the opposite lifestyles of someone who just had a summon. 
So then it was three hours, two hours there. And then I played as Lightning and she got her summon. And then I was only able to try it once before we changed perspective again. And I'm just like, this is strange. But again, I'm not going to sit there and say that the game sucks. It's just a strange game. And I'm I, saying this. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even think it's bad. I just think it's bizarre. Right. And I'm saying this for people because I see it now. More and more people are home. People are stressed. So when they don't like a thing, they punch the thing they don't like. Understand that you should be letting in more blessings. You should be trying more stuff because we have, first of all, lots of stuff is on sale. You're fucking home. And this is the time to try the thing. To try and find a new thing that you enjoy. I'm just going to say most of these 2A games are better than AAA games. So just oh god, just save, just save your money. Oh, God. <laughs> Double A development is white hot. Like it's it it it's bailing out. It's it's really. It, I mean, it always has, but right now it is definitely holding up. If, if we had to rely on AAA titles, we'd be in a tough spot because they're all jammed up by the coronavirus. And also, the games just aren't. The games that are coming out are just not that interesting, and it's not their fault. You know, they're just the AAA games have. Yeah, it it. I mean, it's like <laughs> I'm not going they're to the same stories. I'm. I'm not going to like like I just said there is an objective there that is driven more by business. It is like the summer blockbuster. Um those come out a few times a year and there's not going to be a certain there's going to be a certain level of corporate um corporate um starch in that product like a Transformers movie. You know what I mean? A Transformers movie that comes out, the 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 Michael Bay verse Transformers movie, will never be as interesting as that Transformers movie that came out on Netflix, for example. That Transformers series yeah, that came out but on Netflix. Transformers Michael Bay is ridiculous. Right, but it is it's it's the it's corporate starch still. It's there's right, but what I'm saying is a lot of the AAA games aren't even that level of interesting to be that kind of ridiculous. And the, the biggest issue is like you also you're ha- this is it's basically like the summer blockbusters, but with without uh, with only white male characters. And I'm just like, over it. I mean, I mean, I play I played the Avengers. You play as Kamala Khan. That's nice. That's nice. Is that triple A game? Uh, yeah, it's triple, triple, triple A. It's got deals with like you get like if you get it and let your Verizon customer, you get like Verizon Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> You get T-Mobile, T-Mobile Avengers skin. So yes, that game is, that game is a corporate dreadnought, f- slowly floating towards our planet to take our. Money. I thought that AAA basically had like movie budgets. It, that game has an infinite budget. That game is that game is um they're oh, okay. that game they're doing the Destiny thing. So it's a live service game. So not oh, only is I don't actually I don't know much about that one. So um I actually missed the fact it came out. Uh, it did not come out. The beta finally came out for free for everybody last weekend. And uh, uh, that's what everybody's talking about. Right. So it's coming out soon. And um it is the most um triple A, triple A title um I've seen in a long time. Because it's very clear that the goal is to figure out a sweet spot. Where they can just extract as much money consistently as possible. Just like an IV drip. Not too much, not too little, but the drip will remain. The needle will remain in your arm until you're absolutely done I mean, playing this I'm game. Not, 
I'm a pretty big Marvel Ultimate Alliance fan. Right. So. Right. Um, understanding that Avengers is trying to do the Marvel Ultimate Alliance thing, but it isn't doing it isn't doing the Diablo thing as well as all of all of Ultimate Alliance. If that makes sense, it's yes. it's it's more like. It's more like um, a Destiny style system grafted on than a Diablo style system, and it's very strange leveling up your Avengers that way. And it's a very strange game with a lot of dead space and a lot of weird objectives. And it's it's. I'll just I'll just wait for Marvel Ultimate Alliance. They oh they ain't gonna be no more of that. Um, that's Activision. Activision ain't got that license no more. I don't think. They don't. Nah, nigga. Um, you can't oh. even you can't even buy Marvel Ultimate Alliance anymore. Like, if you can't, you can't. You can get disc, but you can't download it anymore. Activision, in the interest. No, I meant the new one. Uh, new Marvel. There's gonna be a new Ultimate Alliance. So oh. yeah, that one came out on the Switch, I believe. Oh. And that came out last year. Oh. Oh, if that exists, that's terrible. I did not know that existed. Um, if that exists, that. Oh, now I need to see that game because Avengers, the Avengers game is trying to do that and it's not doing it as well. And oh. um, yeah, that's the uh, leveling up. Let me see this level. I just like how cheesy that whole series is. Like, it's just I can just play it for hours. I don't even care if it's good. You, I, you know, what? What it, you know what it is? I think it is is um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is based on the comics and it's comic booky. And I think the Avengers is based on the comic books, but it's using it's essentially kind of layering on the MCU look and feel and cinematography, the writing and the music. And it just seems kind of strange to be grinding <laughs> to grinding for armor in that universe, if that makes sense. It's just very odd. Um, if if that is a good way to put it, I think it's solid. It's just a very odd feeling for me. But I do see like it's obviously going to do the thing. Like it's so rock solid that whatever's wrong with it won't deter. It they will get the IV in, and people will rightfully be paying for that shit for a long time. And I don't even blame them. So you should, you should try. You know it. what? That you know what? That's fine. I have. It's not on my radar, but that's because I have games to play. Oh God. The- the, the, the I have I have a list of games to play. I have games on my wish list. I have games to play. It's my birthday. I don't have time for this one. Um, kudos to you. Why? Because I don't give a fuck. Listen, we have two very different styles of operation on games, which is fine. I am. Uh... I literally plan out the games that I'm playing and I'm going to play. And you're just like, I will buy all the games on sale and the games I want. And I'll play them when I feel like it. I have my inner child. Um, I always call it the death march when like a, rev- a really good revenge. Like there's the a good revenge movie. We'll always have that death march port where it's like it's clear that there is an objective here. And this is where the action is going to happen. Like, you know, it's like, I killed your dog. My name is Darius um, Salazar. I'm in Brazil at this address. And then it's just a matter of that walk of the main character from wherever he is 
to wherever Salazar is to shoot at him. And my inner child um, has a major, the death march, because my, my inner child, I would get three games a year if I got good grades, and all the games were so mind-bogglingly fucking expensive that I understood. I was not in, because I, I, I was a practical child. I ain't asking my mom to throw out $98 more than twice. I don't care if it's fucking Christmas. I don't care if I got straight A's. So I would always have to choose my games. And when you're so little, the games and the consoles you pick, they have this like presidential, like this political weight to them. Because if you get a console you don't want, you can't do nothing but play it. If you get a game you don't like, you just have it for years like a senator. You just have it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just like in these weighted decisions for tiny Aaron to deal with. Do I want a Super Nintendo or a Genesis? I should have gotten a Genesis. I had a whole Super Nintendo. I tried to make the best of it. What fighting game should I get? I got Street Fighter instead of this game. And I was like, I don't, I don't like Street Fighter. I had Street Fighter and a Super Nintendo. I was like, what platform is you? I didn't care about Mario. I didn't care about any of the Nintendo characters. I cared about Vector Man. And Streets Vector of Rage. So yes. Good. But I was there. Oh I God. fucked up. I voted for Trump. I was sitting there for years. <laughs> I was sitting there for years playing Super Mario World and Kirby and shit. I didn't want to play that. I wanted to play Vector Man. I wanted oh, to play I Streets of Rage. I wanted to play Streets of Rage. I got Final Fight. Final Fight sucks compared to Streets of Rage. I Final Fight really sucks. Compared to Streets of Rage is really bad. So I made bad decisions politically as a young man and now as an older gentleman. Um I have I I buy every single game that I've desired. I give myself a price point. I see a game, it's like sixty bucks. I'm like, I'm not paying sixty dollars for a game, I'm not gonna play it now. I'm like, if it goes down to about $20, I'll buy it. And Microsoft, because they're wild like Crazy Eddie, within six months, will almost always have that game around $25. So then I'll always wind up having between Game Pass and their obsessive sales. We don't talk about this enough. They they give you, they're out of their mind with sales literally every week. And so I buy all these games. And that is, there is a very clear narrative path to why I buy every fucking game on sale. I I do. I own it. It is the it is a revenge of my inner child because he made mistakes. He was put in a corner. Children should not have that much pressure put on them. And mistakes were made. So I didn't I owned like three or four games total on the Genesis. And I owned like Two games on um, on my Game Gear, but what we did is I would rent most of my video games from the um, there's like these Chinese owned rental places mm-hmm. that would just be like wherever there's like there was one in the grocery store and there was another one. And then occasionally there was Blockbuster we would go to. But for the most part, it was like these little like Chinese owned like stands of just like video game rentals. 
and movie rentals. We could rent video games from there. And I would rent... I rented games in languages I don't remember. I couldn't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just... Because I was like seven. (laughs) And I would just play them. And like I would look for the exact same game because I would like remember the picture on it like every single time we would go. So like I would rent the same game over and over and over again until I had like beaten it or until we had like gotten far or whatever. Um I had I had like a li- like a poster of like a list of like all the the Genesis games and I would stare at the pictures and like mark off like like and like write down like okay I want this one, I want this one, I want this one. Like I played original. I played Japanese Valis, not knowing it was in Japanese. <laughs> I'm just like, this is cool. This is a superhero. She like leaves her house. She's like, dre- like changes into like a Sailor Moon super outfit, and she's got a sword, and she runs down the street, and then she jumps in the air, and then she's fighting a bad guy in the air. This is amazing. Seven year old me. Uh, (laughs) did not care can't read a thing can't understand anything Um, but like and almost all of my games that I had like when like my first my my first PlayStation actually wasn't mine it was my brother's and so he bought the games so I didn't have any games I just played his games what we had and then um, you know, when, you know, other consoles started coming out, uh, my friends, you know, would get new consoles and they went like, here, Elise, I know you like games, but you don't really have them. So I'm giving this to you. So like my friends would just give me their old consoles. So, like that's actually how like I some of my games are actually like games that my friends gave me back in middle school. And I would play emulated games when I was in middle school as well because I had no money and it was free. So most of the games that like, like now as it is, I'm like, I can't afford games, but I can afford like some games. But I also know how long, I also know how I'm going to spend my time playing a game. Right. Like I usually play two or three games at the same time. So like I'm playing Final Fantasy 14. That's an MMO. I'm just, there's no end to it. I just stop playing it when I stop playing it and come back later. Um, So, but like with RPGs, I generally spend like any, or action adventure games, I usually spend anywhere from like 80 hours to two to 300 hours, like on one game. Like you've seen me do that. Mm-hmm. And so and there's no reason for me to buy other games. I'm not, I, I'm like, I have, like, my time is set. And I'll have, like, a third game going on for when I need a break for when I have rage quits. Right. Like, I just need to chill and play this game for a minute. Um. So, like, there's, like, I don't... I don't have room for other games because I have games that I can pick up and put down and I'll have them forever, but I'll have them forever because I can pick them up and put down. Animal Crossing is one of those. Pokemon is one of those. I'm just going to keep picking up that game and putting it back down. 
Um, but then I also have like my 300 long games. So what I just do is I just manage my time and look at what games are going to come out and just plan what games I'm going to get. And then once I complete, like, once I, like, beat the game or decide, or I hit a point where I'm like, I'm never playing this game again, I, like, put it on the shelf like I completed it like a trophy. That's beautiful. Nice. But, huh? Nice to do that. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I don't spend that much money on games in a year, but I also play an ungodly amount of video games in a year. Well, I put a lot of hours into the games that I play in a year. Right. Also, the amount of games you can get now for the amount of money you spend is significantly lower than it ever been. Right. Um, every game is on sale. Every game is like there. You don't have to be paying $60 for every game. And there are so many sales and so many ways to get around paying full price for games now. So I, used I, also, to, just, I also just don't want most games. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm kind of picky. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think I liked games less, but now we've hit a sweet spot. It's funny. Um, I used to play games for a living. Just make money playing games. I played very few games, um, because I was busy. Like it was my job, so I didn't wander off. But also, a lot of games were trying to mimic the success of games that everyone was playing, like Gears of War or Call of Duty. And it created a lot of shitty games. And a general design conceit that walked away from, like, from, like, uh, I didn't see it. And it was just like, there wasn't a lot of artistic passion in what I saw. And then I was also being a little shitbag. So the combination of so much quality indie development. And the fact that we are now, as a society, over... Wait, Call of Duty does Call of Duty. But we do not accept anything else but Call of Duty doing Call of Duty. If that makes sense. <laughs> and so... I don't even understand why we accept Call of Duty. But that's just me. Call of Duty is, Call of Duty is a quality brand. It just moves it's units. Just, it's just a staple at this point. Yeah, it moves units. And um, it's a brand like Coke or McDonald's. And Right. And that's fine. But now no one else is trying to make Coke like that. So now it's so much fun to see so many weird, strange muscles being flexed. So many games are now, so many games have so many different mechanics, so many different stories, and so many different developers trying so much different stuff. And there's also, there's like the games that are out now. Then there are games that were out before. And the games that I missed, like I'm playing through all the Final Fantasies. So there's too many games. Like I'm going back, I'm going forward, I'm pre-ordering shit. Sorry, you were talking about sales, and then I got an email from Square Enix saying save up to 50% off during our end of summer sale when they've had two pandemic sales before this. Yep. Like, no, no, I think there was a week they didn't have a sale, and now we're at another 50% off end yep. of summer sale. Mm-hmm. Wildin'. Uh, was... By the way, Life of Strange, Life is Strange 2 is $34.99. Right. And if you have Microsoft Game Pass, then it's just under there go to game pass and it's free you just go ahead and download that so yeah and that's the you point you can get uh final fantasy ca- clear cactar shot no clear cactar cut for 9.59 right that's the point and that is oh my god there's cactar ice trays you mean like to buy from amazon for your ice or is that a game 
it's actually silicone ice trays in cactar format. Official Square Enix. Oh. Let me want those. I kind of do, actually. But yes. Oh, Final Fantasy fluffy, fluffy tote bag. Right. And this is the point. This is <laughs> this is this is the point. Everything is Everybody on sale. Everybody really wants money right now. Right. Everybody wants your money. They know you don't have any, so they're willing to offer you things on sale. And to that point, take a great deal of joy in this moment. Don't poo-poo stuff. Don't be don't punish things for not being exactly what you want. And poo-pooing everything. Well, that's because you are picky, but you're not. There's a difference between saying, I don't want it versus this is bad. And I don't want it is a perfectly mature response, but I don't want it usually means like, I don't want it because this is bad for really no reason. Like, it's just like, because you don't want it, it must be bad, which is a terrible way to approach it. Like I said, don't. No, I just don't want it because I, I just don't want it. Oh yeah, I know. That's fine. There's not that perfectly right. fine. Adults cannot want a thing, but to make something bad because you don't want it is a problem and a pervasive one in how we describe lots of things and how we describe shows, movies, comics, books, authors. If you don't, if you don't, if it's not for you, that means it must be bad. And that type of using your opinion as punishment, as a cudgel is bad vibes, especially now as everything is on sale and everyone's trying to hook everybody else up with everyone's trying to hook you up with stuff during the pandemic. So that's the moral. That's the point of all this is to enjoy yourself and remind yourself to enjoy yourself don't be bashful about it you see a thing enjoy the thing if you don't like the thing that's cool it, it wasn't for you do it's perfect try something else try something else right do not this use your like, this is a really good time to try something else right and beware of other people using their opinion as a cudgel you might see it and be like oh i'm thinking i'm gonna try this thing and they go oh that thing sucks it probably doesn't suck most things don't suck. That's the moral of the story. That's what we have for you here. That's the lesson of the that's the lesson of the episode. That's what we're here to talk about. That's what happened this week. It's like, what did I get from this episode? So don't use my opinion as a cudgel and it be wary of people who do the same. Have fun out there. Play weird shit. Play old shit. Look at Play shit all on, the shit. Play all the shit. Look at it on sale. Gobble it up. Put it on a hard drive. Leave it there. Do the thing. Um, I think that's about it. However, I think we should talk about a bit of a swerve. I know you don't pay no mind to this shit, so it's very funny to hear you say you don't pay no mind to this shit. Did you catch any of DC fandom? I don't pay any mind to this shit. might need to bring we might need to bring in we might need to bring in a ringer because i do pay mind to the shit but not enough to carry a whole ass conversation because i'm also like i said yeah, I, don't. I think i think we need to pull in justin yeah we might need to um bring in a ringer for the next episode oh my own opinion all of it was well we should be having justin on anyway to talk about final fantasy patch 5.3 we absolutely should i just wanted to just go ahead and let the audience know that we in fact did catch dc fandom where um my opinions are all of this seems kind of cool 
Dwayne Johnson is about 10 years too late to be Black Adam. But Robert Pattinson is a legitimate actor, is a top five actor. So having a top five actor be Batman is kind of cool. <laughs> a top five director and a top five actor handling a Batman project is kind of cool. But I can't form any massive opinions because I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh, this seems cool. It's kind of like when you order something from Grubhub that looks good on the menu and you're just waiting for it. And it's just like it, it's it, it's part of the culture to form a hard opinion about the hamburger you just ordered that'll be at your house in 19 minutes. But it's not there yet. You don't know. <laughs> like this restaurant seemed cool. They got good. Yeah. Meals. The, the thing is, is I think you're only going to get a quarter of your meal. If that. I think you're going to get the drink. Right. That's fine. I got, I'm at the point now between the MCU and and games are at and Watchmen HBO series. I'm fine. Well, okay. So here's, here's the only thing that I have to say about it because I'm just, I'm just confused. And I understand that movies make announcements all the like studios make announcements for all the time for movies that are just never going to happen. But I feel like WB and DC are constantly making announcements for movies that are never going to happen. Well, their entire brand is like, their entire brand is the awkward neurotic neighbor of marvel disney right right but it's just it feels like hey guys look what we're doing let's what look but like it like it really feels like they're like putting work into their announcements and i'm just like but this isn't even gonna happen right and that's kind of there's a lot of things where we're just kind of like sure and that's kind of the nature of being a dc fan um some things happen some things don't some things are good, some things aren't. They're very neurotic. And they just, you know, this type of person that, you know, because you made, because Disney made potato salad, they're going to make potato salad and put raisins in it. And, you know, you might they might stumble upon some real cool cocktail, but they also gave you potato salad with raisins in it, so you got to leave early, you know? <laughs> it, it It is what it is. Um, we're going to bring in professionals. Um, I just wanted to touch on it. So that we could say we're not touching on it, because <laughs> that's very. He just really want, He just wanted to hear me say, "I don't care about this shit." I mean, it is very funny. Yes, your your blind spots are very amusing. I enjoy hearing your opinions on everything. So I think it's funny that as we approach the mainstream, you're just like, "Who, what, where, no." Like, Hard pass. I have no idea what you're talking. Hard about. pass, bro. I don't even know who these actors are. Um. I mean, I know who The Rock is. Right. Well, San Andreas is still one of my favorites. Well, no. and I'm a massive fan of Doom. I don't care what anybody says. The movie? I love that movie. Oh, the movie was I I've always maintained that the Doom movie doesn't get enough credit for being the origin story of the Doom guy. It's so good. It doesn't get enough it's it doesn't get enough credit. It's flawed. Doesn't it follow, doesn't it follow the first Xbox Doom too? Um I think the first. I think there's a Doom that is that one of the Doom DLCs or Doom Three sort of course corrected to adjust for the movie, and it's not intentional, by the way. When I say Doom is the origin story of the Doom yeah. guy, I don't no, say. I just, I just meant that the the pinky fight was in the game. Well, I'm wondering about. I gotta look up the timelines of those movies because now now we're out here talking like, about like, Doom. It was really funny because like I was watching, I, like I was playing the game and I was like. Um, I was playing the game and I'm like I know the mechanics for this fight because I watched the movie (laughs) (laughs) I was like what (laughs) it was literally the the 
the giant uh, alien monster dude with the back legs attached to the wheelchair and he's just like ah and like you have to kill him the exact same way it was amazing oh, i love that movie by the way that movie is a shit i don't care what anybody says it was a great bad movie this is yeah. so good i don't the fact is is that the doom guy um being so powerful and tanky had no explanation in the game um the movie but all the soldiers were powerful and tanky he was just better nah those motherfuckers were squishy as all get out nah, no they were they just they made poor decisions they were hard men but not as hard as a doom guy and that's the point <laughs> that requires some explanation as to like how do you have a man harder than the other men who are also one of you wanting all these demons but still dying except this one guy who gets all the way to the center of hell and back out several times that need requires the an explanation one of them died is because he got infected too but he was he was holding out for forever he was fucking out holding doors open and shit and i was right. just like yeah these niggas the niggas are dying first right so there i you was go. just happy to see the niggas hold out better oh, doom was good there was actually a doom movie on netflix that was released and, the then, and then you have the rock going simplify he has to fight the rock, put a, put a piece of metal through his hand. Fuck yeah, my guy. Also, Carl Urban was the Doom guy at the end. Like, I, the origins of the Doom guy, like, we forget that Carl Urban is the Doom guy, and that the Doom guy is has the juice. Like, they explain exactly how he wound up as the Doom guy. So, great movie. Uh, 10 out of 10. Watch it in your leisure. We're telling you to try things. This is one of the things to try. Watch Doom wherever the hell it's streaming. Unless you gotta pay for it, don't go, like, I'm fucked down. Yes, pay for it. Nah, I don't know, nigga. nigga yeah, I would pay for it. You wild. I would, I would totally pay no, yeah, for you it. No, yeah, I, I ain't paying them niggas. Them niggas pay I would totally pay for that shit. Nah, I ain't paying other people. I ain't telling other people to spend that coin. I'm telling people to pay for that shit because that shit is quality. Ooh. Quality entertainment, my guy. The opinions of Elise Bacon do not reflect the opinions of Unreasonable Friday, the corporation. Listen, if at this point y'all don't understand my taste in movies, you need to fix yourself. Yeah. I have very clear taste in movies. Like Most the, of them are bad. The, your hard delineation from the company line will be um, respected <laughs> but not supported here at Unreasonable Fridays. Um, this is my podcast. I do what I want. Absolutely, you are free. You are you are given this space. <laughs> you are given this space to communicate any and all opinions. Doom for my birthday. Um, <laughs> send bacon doom for their birthday. Um, last thing, it's the last bit of ho of uh, housekeeping. Also, this weekend, time this podcast comes out, we'll be um doing. We'll be part of a, a celebrity streaming and a celebrity. You're right. You got it. Um, charity streaming collective. Um, on behalf of the Brave Space Alliance, with uh, uh, on all under the banner of the Black Astronauts Podcast, with the homie Aaron Bab, co 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 permanent host Aaron Bab, um, helped to get everybody together. Him and uh, Justin and Bacon. Uh, got everybody together on behalf Wait, of Wait, I'm there too? Yeah, I mean. What? You're actually you're the you're the professional streamer. You're the flagship. You're the professional streamer out of all these people kind of streaming on behalf of the charity. Please the, explain again, I don't understand. 
you're the professional streamer out of all the people. The Brave Let Me Get Around To It, the Brave Space Alliance, is the first black-led, trans-led community support initiative in uh, south side of Chicago. Um, they're raising, what they do is they, um, they help folks um, with... Uh, basic living expenses from anything other than uh, from food to rent to utilities, clothing, anything like that. Their ultimate goal um, is to have a proper space, a proper building, a home base with which to house people who need the help. And um, like I said, this is all a process. So we're streaming charity stream over the uh, course of this month. And I think next month, I'm not too sure. And, I don't remember. Right. And... Um, yeah, that is there's a, a, there's a schedule. Well, um, wherever that schedule is, you let me know and I'll post that up on the internet when the time comes. But you can find out, you can follow Celebrity Streams. We stream all weekend from Friday morning, where I think I kick off, to um, Sunday evening, where I think Bacon ends. I can't tell, or Lerone or someone ends. Um, that is twitch.tv backslash black astronauts pod. That's uh, twitch.tv backslash black astronauts pod to uh, catch us on Twitch. And also, if you want to find out more about the Brave Space Alliance in and of itself, that is um, bravespacealliance.org if you want to find out more about them. And the uh, BS Alliance CH, uh, CHI on Twitter if you want to follow them on Twitter. Um, Yeah, we'll be on all weekend. It's uh, me, I believe, last week we had uh rod karen from the black guy who tips we had bacon on we had Corey, bap larone justin everybody was streaming everybody on yeah we're doing it trying to raise money trying to do the right thing and um now we will double back around and point out the fact that out of all these people who are streaming for the charity on behalf of the brave space alliance you are the person with the most streaming experience and the most professional streaming setup out of all these people. You're the flagship. You are the most professional streamer with the most experience out of all these people. Flagship! There you go. Professionalism! Thank you guys for listening. Have a pleasant day. Go ahead, stand your, stand your, stand your.